The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg, and boy, was that some game or what? Yeah, I'm still feeling it. You're probably still feeling it. And we got to talk about it here on show 353. Well, Raider Nation, (laughs) oh gosh, on today's show, we will have the beatdown in Denver. I know, I don't want to talk about it, but we have to. We will also have this, my special story, what the hell is going on in Oakland? We got to look at what's happening with our team. We're going to find out what we can do, perhaps, and also... ATL is calling. That's right. The Atlanta Falcons are calling. Can we answer? We'll hit on that too. And the bone line because, well, you need to hear what I need to hear, which is uh, everybody's frustrated. Everybody's pissed. Perhaps there's an answer out there on the bone line. I'm sure. <laughs> there's a plenty of questions. All right. Well, let's start with the first story, even though I don't want to. The beatdown in Denver. fans after the great game we played against the Pittsburgh Steelers call it what you will I think the performance of all the players was obvious because we did win the game and even if we would have lost the game we had players that were playing all the way through the full 60 minutes the full time uh, on the field they were giving 110 percent that was refreshing it was clean it was nice to see and we had an opportunity to win you could feel it in the stands or actually anywhere the Raider Nation was pumped we were ready to go into Denver we had had some success in there as a matter of fact Darren McFadden every time he went in there since he's been playing in the NFL he's averaged 7.3 yards per carry in Denver Uh, no less than 100 yards per game except this particular contest which was well I expected us to have a tough game, but a blowout, no, I couldn't expect that. If anyone would have said that before this game started, I would have probably chuckled and said, well, I don't think so. Not not that lopsided. We couldn't play that bad. Listen, this game was probably one of the worst games I've seen since the shell return back in 06. This team is eerily familiar to me like the team that, well, Tom Brokeback Mountain Walsh uh, called that entire season. Now, I hate to make this comparison, but I'll tell you that our offensive coordinator is looking very much like Mr. Potato Head right at this moment. 
The way these plays are called, it's embarrassing, it's unimaginative, and it's not at all threatening to the other team. The conservative play calling must go, and I mean now. Now, I can't find a way to break this game down, offense and defense, because everybody blew ass. I mean everybody. The coaching staff is to blame for this loss 100 frickin' percent. They did not give our team the best opportunity to win this game. They did not insert plays for success in this game. They did not (laughs) do anything to help this team succeed in Denver. With basically the same team, we went to Denver last year and did pretty well. You Jackson, call him what you want, with Al Saunders, had a very imaginative game plan, and, and it worked out very well. It's refreshing. All year was refreshing, by the way. Didn't I say more about the game that we played this Sunday? Well, I have to painfully go through the details of the nauseating, disappointing and gut-wrenching pain that it was. We're going to hit on that and the pregame, well, for our next blowout, the Chargers. This is show 323. You, Jackson, call him what you want, and it worked out very well. It's refreshing. All year was refreshing, by the way. Now, if I were buying a used car, I would stray far from Hugh Jackson. If he was selling me a used car, hey, I I couldn't believe it. I'd buy that piece of shit and bring it back the next day because it would be a piece of shit. Because that's what he's selling the Raider Nation. First of all, how many weeks do we have to listen to, well, Moore's getting better, McFadden's getting better. I am sick to death of Mr. Bubbles blowing bubbles up my ass. That's a fact. And I think I might not be the only one that's tired of hearing we got to work harder, we got to get better. You take all the, it's my fault. It's your fault when we lose? Okay, you're out. That's what I would do. Brainless man, Chuck Brainless man, you've heard of him. As you might remember, he was born without a brain. And here he is, the man without a brain. He calls for the prevent defense. How many games have we heard and seen that the prevent defense take us down in a ball of flames? Well, you know, if you if you look at the game, we didn't do that. We right. stayed with a four-man rush. We stayed with our coverage approach. All year was refreshing, by the way. I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, you Jackson, you know, uh, yeah, you're popping fizz. With your trick plays is over, partner. You better put together a game plan that actually works, brother. Because the game plan that you say you put together for each individual's talent is bullshit. Okay? Because we see through it right now. We've seen through it in many games this year with your lack of decision and the buffoonery of plays that are on the field. Third, third or second and 30, and you run Bush up the middle. Off tackle. Well, how how freaking original are those kind of plays? And they've happened all season long. Don't let me get started. I'm just saying this game was all on Hugh Jackson. I don't want you as our head coach. You're an idiot. And it worked out very well. It's refreshing. 
All year was refreshing, by the way. Refreshing, 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 refreshing. Now, they might want to put this new zone-blocking scheme into the mix, no matter what the hell is successful or not. I don't know how you can do that. It's like pouring vinegar into a cake mix and expecting it to taste anything but bitter. That is some bullshit. And the fact that the coach after the game could stand there, well, let's hear what Coach Allen had to say. It pretty much says everything. Uh, let's hear it, Randy. They outcoached us. They outplayed us. Uh, they beat us in every phase of the game. So there's not a lot of positive that you can take from it. We've got to go back go to work. We've got the bye week coming up. Uh, so we've got to evaluate what we're doing, what we're doing schematically, uh, what we're doing personnel-wise. And uh, we've got to come up with a, with a, uh, a way to play better. We need to get it figured out uh, because we haven't played good in the third quarter. Uh, you know, I think they had three touchdowns there in the third quarter. The time of possession is killing us. Uh, we've got to be able to get off the field on third down defensively so we don't play so many plays. And then we've got to find a way to come out in the third quarter there offensively, keep the rhythm going, uh, convert some third downs there in the, in the uh, third quarter so, so that we can even up the time of possession. I mean, it was um, we've got to get to the quarterback. Uh, we've got to look and see. Uh, what can we do to generate a pass rush? But pass defense works collectively. Uh, it's pass rush and pass coverage together. And when we do put pressure on the quarterback, we've got to be able to cover them. When, when we're covering them, we've got to be able to get to the quarterback. Now let's play a little bit of what Greg Knapp had to say. This is, this is very curious to me. It's like, <laughs> it's like listening to a bad movie. The producer keeps telling you that it's a fabulous movie and you think it's shit. Well, this is the producer of this shitstorm. Listen to Greg Knapp um, describe the progress that we made in this game. I don't even think he was there. Listen to him. What have you guys accomplished this last two days, or what are your plans kind of? Uh, it was real good uh, self-evaluation on scheme. We uh, so far have shown to the offensive uh, players our studies on our run game, on our third downs, uh, and on red zone. Uh, when we come back on Monday, we'll talk more about the uh, first and second down pass game. Biggest thing we really felt like after reflecting that was our, our third downs got to get better. That's where we struggle the most, and we haven't helped the team out because we've been getting off the field way too quickly. What do you got to do to come out firing in the third quarter? Uh, we got to get uh, third down conversions. Uh, that's what that was. What we had, we had a third and two and a third and five situation. We didn't convert on on those four drives to start the second half. If we convert on those third downs. We'll have a chance to you know, stay on the field and get bigger play, get more plays and, and a chance to get more big play opportunities. Uh, last week, the, f the first half we did okay in the third downs, but the second half to go four or three and outs, that's not acceptable. That doesn't help the team. So we got we got to improve that area on third downs. How much of that is fixing the run game, obviously? It's a combination of both right now. Um, being a little more efficient in the pass game and uh, just keep coming along with the run game. We did actually have a more efficient game this last week in the run game. We just didn't have any breakout runs, but we had more consistency in the fours and fives and less negative yard runs. Listen, I don't give a shit what he says because the playing on the field spoke volumes about his theories and about his acumens and about his, you know, his confidence in this offensive place that he's calling. This play calling is anemic at its very best, and I am absolutely sick to frickin' death of it. We have an offensive coordinator here in Al Saunders that we should just plop into that position right now. And the Raider Nation should call for him, should be calling for Greg Knapp's head, take a dirt nap. We have to start seeing some take a dirt nap posters out in Oakland. 
I'm bringing one. That's a fact. This guy sounds like the captain of the Titanic before it goes down saying, oh, no, no, we're fine. Everything's cool. This is the unsinkable boat. Well, that's some horse crap because the rest of us on the ship are starting to see our our feet get wet uh, as the boat slips deeply into the freezing cold AFC West. We have one of the most prolific running backs in the league, and he can't get out of his own way. We have a quarterback who's pretty decent who can't find anybody to throw the ball to because the offensive line cannot defend the pass rush. I mean, Carson Palmer, I'm surprised he survived. Let's not blame this game on him, folks, because he was doing his best to get this ball out. And by the second half, I mean... Come on, man. We had to throw the ball. They knew we had to throw the ball, and it was on like Donkey Kong, man. They were all over him. Our running game is missing. It is gone. It is not even there. And the fact that Knapp can even talk about improvements in the running game and the offensive line makes me sick to my stomach. It's hard to hear because it's horse shit. I mean... The guy cannot be doing a worse job, period. Listen, I know the players have issues, but this team was the same team basically that was last year. The offensive line hasn't changed a whole lot, really. And they look like shit. They look horrid. And the fact that they haven't changed anything is just pathetic. Say what you will about the Steelers game, but I, you can't convince me that that was a zone blocking scheme. They must have put some power blocking in there somewhere. I mean, it had to be somewhere. I mean, whatever imagination they had used at the Pittsburgh Steelers game, they completely lost it in the Denver game. Now, we should do better. We have no wide receivers. Everybody's hurt. But that's no reason for us not to get the ball out. That's no reason that the number one running back of the first three games of the season last year has averaged two yards per carry. That is on Greg. Take a freaking dirt nap. I'm not going to go any more into the offense because it was anemic and pathetic. Six points. Seriously, really? In the third quarter, I don't think we had a first down. We might have gotten one. But it was over, man. You knew it was over because our team was gassed. The defense was gassed. The offense was gassed. The team was gassed. There was no energy. There was no positive vibe. And they just wanted to get off the field uh, after that third quarter. Everyone's ready to go home. You could see it. The team actually laid down. Now, say what you will, but I see the team laid down. You can say what, however you want to say it. But the team had had enough. It had been beat hard enough, and it was ready to go home and had enough. That's the offense. Let's go to the defense, which is our coach's specialty. Dennis Allen, the defensive guru, the healer of all defenses, the, the, the defensive mastermind, whatever you want to call him, laid a freaking egg. Michael Huff was nowhere, no way, no how prepared to be a defensive back. He played like a safety the whole game. He is not a defensive back. Let's just leave it at that. Put him back at safety and stick anybody there but him. That's not his job. Don't tell me that he can do it either, Alan, because you're full of shit, 
and it's obvious. Now, I have a question. Why was Lamar Houston the one who recovered the fumble after, uh, I, I don't even know who it was, fumbled the ball when he was going in for the score? <laughs> we have a defensive lineman back there, one of the biggest, slowest guys back there. Where is everybody else? I mean, this is the defense that you are supposed to come in and make better? Listen, I'm going to tell everybody the truth here. Uh, here's a shocker for you. Seymour's done. He's finished. He's completely done. He was done last year, and he's just showing that he is done this year. He's not going anywhere, and he is finished physically and mentally. Kelly? Kelly plays on emotion. He has no reason to play hard, and he will not play hard the rest of the season. He is a slug, and he needs to go, too. He is not playing his best game. Our pressure on the quarterback was weak. Nobody came close to Peyton Manning. We knocked him down one time during the game. And Dennis Allen, don't you could feed that horse shit about coverage and pressure to anybody you want, but don't feed that shit to the Raider Nation because it's bullshit. If you put enough pressure on a quarterback, it doesn't matter who's covering who. The quarterback must run for their life and uh, lucky if they can get the ball out. Pressure was missing, absolutely anemic and horrible, and it's been that way for some time. Don't blame the pressure in front on the, the lack of defensive backs in the back. It does matter. Yes, it does. Yes, you can have coverage sacks, absolutely. But pressure sacks are a completely different animal. Don't tell me that they have to go together because that's bullshit. I've seen it too many times before. Don't blow smoke up my ass. Oh, and Rolando McLean, loser. I have not seen such bad play out of a middle linebacker, well, since uh, 2006, really. I keep referring to that because that's the season we're going through right now. It's terrible. It's a horrible season. This game was disgusting. Special teams, I mean, all the way down the line, the Raiders blew. Uh, this team gave up, and that's something that I cannot take. I can take a fight. I can take a fight with a loss. I can take a fight with a, with a pretty substantial loss, but I cannot take a laydown loss. I can't take it. You shouldn't take it. You shouldn't have to take it because it's not something the Raiders have been known for ever, except in 2006. <laughs> That's what happened then. Oh, gosh. I got to say this. I feel very, very bad for all the Raider fans in Denver. I feel bad for any Raider fan that traveled for this game and put their hard-earned cash down on the table to see their team lay an egg and quit. And, uh, well, I don't think this uh, game deserves any more of this podcast, so I'm going to end it right here. I think we sucked. We were not prepared mentally, physically, or tactically for this contest, and that all lays right in the lap of coach allen and he needs to uh definitely do some soul searching after this egg and that is all i have to say about that
All right, time for this part of the show. <laughs> what the hell is going on in Oakland? What's going on? Well, Ritter Nation, with two seasons of eight and eight, we had promise. We had uh, we were all thinking that we had a positive season ahead of us. At, at the very least, an eight and eight season, maybe even a a seven win season. But we were in the right direction. We had the right players. We had the right team. We had the right scheme, and we had the right I don't know what you could call it the feeling of of victory and winning something we had missed for nine seasons straight. Um, and then here we come to the 2012 season and realize at this point in the season that we have the same team as we had in 06 when Tom Walsh calling the plays and Art Shell was the stoic yet ineffective coach uh, overseeing the whole mess. This is what I equated to because this is how I feel as a Raider fan. I feel like pretty soon, without too much time elapsing here, the coach is going to lose the team. We haven't heard any rumblings from the locker room, but it's just a matter of time before it does happen. You know, this coaching staff has exactly one week, this bye week, to fix it. And I mean fix it right. Fix it so we have some excitement, so we have some effort, so we have some possible effort to win this game against the the Falcons. I know we have a very little chance. We're going to be the supreme underdogs in this game. And it's not about beating the Falcons. It's how you play on the field and how the effort looks to the fan base. I mean, the team has got to have a, a confidence in this coaching staff and the scheme in order for it to work, because if it doesn't, then the team isn't going to play correctly like we have seen so far this season, with the exception of the Steeler game. I think the Steeler game was an ex- exception because I think something happened and something changed in that game. Don't ask me what it was. It certainly wasn't the players. It was the scheme that we, they were involved with. And this is the difference between that game and the Denver game. I think we've gone backwards. We've gone backwards to the days of losing. This is the mentality we have in the locker room already. I mean, guys that have seen this before already feel that feeling in their guts. I can guarantee you that. And unless this coaching staff can get it together, and I mean put a scheme together that puts these players in the best position to win, we've heard that horseshit for years, but it's true. I mean, this coach, Greg Knapp, has not been able to to put together a game plan to save anything. He is the worst play caller since (laughs) Art Shell and Tom Walsh. That's what it reminds me of. I hate to say it, but folks, you got to see it, don't you? Is his play calling anemic or is it just me? It's conservative. It's anemic. It's it's uninspiring. And if I feel that way, how do you think the players feel? 
They're forced to do it. They don't have a choice. Yeah, go over here and stand here and do this and whistle zippity doodah to your asshole, and you'll do fine. Oh, really? That's what they're thinking. Oh, really? Come on, coach. Oh, yeah, it'll be fine. Listen to the tone of this idiot when he's, when he's on the... Uh, nobody wants to ask this asshole a question. When you go to the press conference for Greg Knapp, it's crickets. Nobody gives a shit what he wants to say because none of the reporters think he's worth a shit to begin with. What are they going to ask him? Are you going to stay with this stupid idiot playing? And you know what? He's clueless, man. Greg Knapp is clueless, just like Tom Walsh was clueless to his ineptness. He can't see the forest of the freaking trees. And so he is sticking to his plan. I'm sticking to my plan. All right, here we are with Coach Greg Knapp. How are you doing, Coach? Great, great to have you, Greg. Appreciate it. I appreciate you being here. Uh, Let me just uh, share with the Raiders. This gentleman here was a fantastic quarterback, you didn't know, (laughs) out of Sacramento. Set all kinds of records, 32 touchdowns, 2,800 yards, was it? I got lucky. A few of those yards down there. Oh, no, no, no. This is why he's such a great coach. He's a player's coach. Uh, The zone blocking scheme, can you tell us a little bit about that? So I've been to four different places, long story short. Raiders here in 07, Seattle 09, and in Houston. And in every place I've been in with the zone run scheme, we've had a runner have their career best season. Warwick Dunn, uh, Justin Forsett up in Seattle, Justin Vargas here in, in 2007, and then most recently undrafted kid, Arian Foster, led the NFL in Russian. I'm a big believer in a zone scheme, and we got the players that will execute it well. It gives the play caller, like myself, uh, a little more freedom to move the chess pieces around and try to get one-on-one matchups. We did actually have a more efficient game this last week in the run game. We just didn't have any breakout runs, but we had more consistency in the fours and fives and less negative yard runs. I don't know what game he saw. I don't know what he sees in his players, but the entire Raider Nation knows that his play calling sucks ass. Why doesn't anyone else in that coaching staff call him out on it? Why don't they switch to Saunders? I don't know. I can't hardly guess. I don't know. But this is one thing I want to say. The players want to win. (laughs) That's a fact. The players don't want to lay down. But you can only be beat for so long before you say, oh, man, I'm tired of running this same old bullshit. It doesn't work. He keeps throwing it in there when we know it's not going to work. Let's try it again. Thump, minus three yards, minus five yards, sack, whatever. The team wants to win. The coaches suck ass. Now, I like Tarver. I think he's a good coach. I think he's doing the right thing. Coach Allen's over his head. Dennis Allen is so far over his head, he doesn't even know what direction to look. He is the full-on deer in the headlights, and, uh, well, we're going to be stuck with him for a few years, so let's just all hope he grows up and fills in those big daddy shoes because right now he is infant in the NFL, uh, he is he is way over his head, and the guy he picked to be his offensive coordinator was the biggest mistake he's made in his coaching career. And if he doesn't see it, then we're in a big, big bunch of trouble, folks. So let's see what happens. We're going to get a whole week off here. We're going to get a week to examine what happened in Denver, which is not doesn't take too much examining for this Raider fan, but. They're going to dissect it. They're going to digest it. They're going to rearrange it. And they're going to hopefully 
come out with a plan that will improve the play of the team. Now, to me, I think it's simple. I think they go back to the zone-blocking scheme and start looking at what happened in the last two seasons, play-calling-wise, position-wise, player-position-wise, and start taking the success we had then and not treating it like some bastard stepchild because it was fun to watch. It was it was really a good thing to see. We were all excited, weren't you? I was. They better take a good hard look at what happened those two seasons we made 8-8 eight and eight and start emulating some of that and stop this horse shit about changing and changing and changing. It's Oh, it's going to work, it's going to work, it's going to work. Stop blowing smoke up our ass and let's see some results on the field because if we don't, you're not only going to lose the game, you're going to lose the team. And once the locker room's gone, <laughs> try and get it back. Good luck with that. So let's just think that things are going to get better. Let's look at the positive. Let's look at perhaps we can go into Atlanta and have an actual football game where we look like a football team. And the coaching staff puts everybody in their best position. We can only hope. Um, honestly, if you want my opinion on what's going on this season, Reggie McKenzie has done his deal. He's already started to slice the team up. This is not his team. I think that Reggie McKenzie is going to change the entire dynamic of the Raider team. This is not his team. He's not, uh, he has no allegiance to these players. He didn't pick them, really, for the most part. So he is going to wait for a few drafts and draft players that he likes that is going to make up a team of his players, like he did with his coaches. This is what a general manager does. We just have to suffer through this part of the season and next season, perhaps, before Reggie gets the guys he wants in there. And perhaps then we'll start to contend for some championships. Perhaps then we'll have a team that can play the way this coaching staff, if they're still here, is designing things to go. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe we just have to have patience as a Raider Nation and understand these are growing pains and we have to go through them like other teams have. I, for one, am sick and freaking tired of going through change. I'm tired of this last decade of losses. Um, but you know what? We're not the Lions, and we're not other teams, of course, out there that haven't had championships in a long, long time. We are the Raiders. We expect more. I expect more out of the organization. Let's hope it doesn't take him two or three or four seasons to put people in place to make this team better. Because if you really sit there and look at this team, Darren McFadden has two years on his contract. Tommy Kelly. I mean, the list goes on. Uh, we're going to lose players we're familiar with for new guys. And as painful as it may seem, uh, we are far from the team that Reggie wants. And this is what's going to happen. A stark reality for the Raider Nation, I know. But, you know, we have to have patience. And this is part of having patience. But you can sure bitch about it which I'm doing. <laughs> and that is all I have to say about that. Well, before I get into the bone line, I have some great news for everyone traveling to Atlanta for the Atlanta Falcons versus the Oakland Raiders game. The Atlanta Raiders Booster Club is getting it done. Let me tell you, these folks are rocking hard. Partying is their middle name. And they have a great reception for the Raider Nation. You must be there. They have events Saturday and Sunday 
and I'm going to share them with you right now. My Georgia. For those Saturday oh, events, which are the Georgia. party before the party, of course, uh, it's going to be held at the Sheraton Hotel at 165 Cortland Street, Northeast Atlanta, Georgia, 30303. That's if you're from out of the area there, you can map quest that one and find out where that is. There's a whole lot going on, man. First off, let me give props to the Atlanta Raiders Booster Club, man, because it's not easy to put one of these events on. There's a lot of people, a lot of work going on, and you got to give them props, man. You got to give them some donations because, you know, there's a lot of work. And wherever you go in the Raider Nation, whatever stadium you go to, that booster club's trying to make it happen. So let's help these people. Let's come and support this event at 2 o'clock on Saturday at that Sheraton. Uh, they're going to have Henry Lawrence. They're going to have uh, George Atkinson, Kenny King, Ted Hendricks. They're going to be doing a roundtable. It's going to be off the chain. There's going to be a comedian there, which will be off the chain as well. They've done it right. Uh, this this place is going to be off the chain. you got to be there. If you're going to be anywhere in Atlanta on Saturday, 2 p.m. it starts and it goes on. So check it out. Uh, you can pay at the door or you can contact this fine young lady, which helped me out a lot, Keita Red at Hotmail.com. Uh, if you have any questions about that or you can email us at RaiderNationPodcast.com and I'll do my best to get some information for you. But know this, that the tailgate is going to be happening, and I mean very much so. They have a whole lot going on, and on Sunday at this park here, you are going to see the party of the century for the Raider Nation in Atlanta. And you better get your groove on because uh, this is no messing around. It starts at 8 o'clock, and you know how we, how we roll at the Coliseum here in Oakland where they're doing the same thing there. It's at Centennial Park in Atlanta, 8 a.m., so you better get some sleep the night before, perhaps. Turning Atlanta Silver and Black Party tailgate, it is off the chain. 30 bucks to get in. Uh, it's got great barbecue from all the, all the way they could do it in Atlanta. I'm telling you, if you're traveling from California or anywhere else, you know how they roll. This has got to be some great barbecue. It's going to be done right. You know what? You can't miss this party because this is where we're all going to be. You got to be there. We're going to be there. You be there. Are you going to miss out on the podcast? We're going to get you on some video. It's going to be off the chain. I can't wait. I'm so excited. And uh, Nikita, you are the bomb girl. Let me tell you, you set everything up just right. And for all your hard work, I got to thank you so very, very much. And the Raider Nation should thank you for show. So we're going to Atlanta. Be ready, because we're coming. Bad the bone. All right, it's time for the bone line. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Now, I know the Raider Nation is feeling awful sore. Uh, people awful pissed about that game. That's why it took me so long to do a show, because I had to decompress, if you know what I'm saying. So let's get to the first caller of the show. And our first caller is Raider Jesse James out of Texas. What's up, brother? 
What's up, Raider Greg? This is Raider Jesse James out here in Texas, Dallas to be exact. Um, I just wanted to call in, man, and give my two cents regarding your last podcast. I'm listening to it now, and uh, it's uh, Saturday morning, 7 o'clock a.m. here in Texas, and I have to call and give my two cents on Carson Palmer, what you've been saying. I will be honest. I didn't think that he still had it in him, but last game versus the Steelers, that guy was phenomenal. That guy was tremendous, man, and I I have to agree with you. You know, all these calls about the quarterback situation, let it go, man. Just let it go. Let the guy play like you said. I I stand 100% behind him. You know, sometimes he does make me a little wary, but any quarterback will, especially out here in in Dallas. People hate Romo or, or love Romo. And I don't want that situation with the Raider Nation. We have to give this guy a chance. Let's let's uh, let him play a full season. And I agree with that. Anyways, I don't know if we're gonna win or lose by the time you play this uh, against the Broncos. But if we want, awesome. If we don't, I don't care. Well, I do. I want to keep moving forward, and we should be able to beat them Bronco hoes. But Carson Palmer thing, just let it go, people. Let the man play. I'm out. Well, really, he's our best option. We did lose, by the way, if you don't know. We lost bad. But it wasn't because of his play. Not at all, man. Got to look at the coaches on this one, brother. And our next caller is the Bloodline Raider. And I love this call because it's pretty damn funny. Check it out. Hey, Raider Greg, Randy, what's up? This is Bloodline Raider. I'm excited. I told my wife last week, I said, we're going to get our asses kicked. We're just, we're, we're rebuilding. We've never done that. We've always reloaded Kyle Davis. I like what we're doing, but we're going to lose. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are going to kick our ass. And uh, lo and behold, you know, I mean, I, the Steelers, That I mean, we 34 points on that defense. And, uh, man, i got to be honest with you, our run defense looks like it's better than, so I don't know, it's only three games. So, uh, anyway, I told her we were going to get our ass kicked. I guaranteed it. I was like, there's no chance in hell we got this game at the Steelers. So, uh, this week, I predict, Raiders getting their ass kicked every which way, up and down the field, losing 57 to nothing. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So, uh, Raiders lose, and let's hope uh, we get the same outcome. Raider Nation, I'm out. Bloodline Raider. Peace. How right you were, everything except the score. We didn't quite get that blown out, but it was a blowout. Thanks for the call, man. That was priceless, brother. And next we have my very good brother, Raider Chuko. Hey, man, he's from California. you got to check it out. He is really... He's expressing how we all kind of feel, Ben. Check out the emotion in this brother. Ready, Greg, Randy. This is Ready Chuko from Michelle, California. I just want to say, what the fuck is going on with the fucking defense? The fucking idiots, cocksuckers, motherfuckers, pieces of shit. Fire all those motherfuckers. What the fucking coaches? Motherfucking stupid bitches! Oh man! 
I'm out. None of it. Fuck it. Fuck this shit. I love your take, man. There's really nothing I can add to it or take away from it. It's perfect. <laughs> and next, we have a very good Raider brother. He travels all the way to Oakland quite frequently, actually. This is Raider Darren from Utah. He's a good dude. And, uh, well, check him out. Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Andy, Raider Darren up here in Utah. You know, just imagine how I'm feeling right now with uh, that last game and all these Bronco fans out here. Really uh, pisses me off. I'm usually one of those guys that's, uh, you know, pretty upbeat, ready to go. First two games of the season. Well, you know how that went. Don't know what happened to the second half. Pittsburgh, I was all happy. But yesterday, as the rest of the nation out there, is pretty pissed off. I don't know what to say. Anyway, I just thought I'd come and call you guys and bant a little bit. Hope to see you again soon on hopefully a little bit better team. Come out and watch a better performance. Um, just jaw-dropping. Now, this Raider Darren is a, a pretty uh, voiceless guy at the tailgate. Uh, he's really bummed. And I don't want you to be bummed anymore, man, because you know what? <laughs> the Raiders ain't put any food on my table, but uh, it is depressing, uh, that performance. That's about what I can tell you. Don't be bummed, man. Just remind the Bronco Ho fans that we kicked their ass 57 to 14 uh, not too long ago. So you can throw that in their face. That sticks real well. And next, we have Raider Knuckles, and he's from Las Vegas. What is happening, my brother, in the Vegas area? I know there's not a lot of happy people there, but let's hear it. Yo, what's good, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, man? It's Raider Knuckles out of Las Vegas. Uh, I know it's been a while since I called, man, but I had to call in and kind of gripe about this one, dude. I mean, after this embarrassment that I just witnessed, that what's more appalling to me is I'm going on Facebook and I'm seeing everybody... Like, like certain fans are blaming Carson Palmer. You can't blame Palmer for this bullshit. I blame the coaching staff. I especially Greg fucking Nat. I'll tell you what, man, we got a bye week coming up. We need to start making some changes, man. Reggie McKenzie, I don't know what the fuck he is thinking. I don't know who the hell is having faith in Greg. But obviously the shit ain't working, man. You fucking can't let, like, our most powerful weapon in Darren McFadden just go to waste like like he is you know and it's just like now fuck I'm, i might have to come out of a uh, jersey from a bet that i'm losing you know for the broncos man i don't want to see that happen you know we need to make changes really fast man i'm still i still love my raiders man and i got proof last friday i finally got my raider tat right in the center of my neck to prove it even though we're negative this season but you know that's what i do man i bleed silver and black but damn it i just want to you know i want to hold my head up high you know, I am, I'm sure the rest of the Raiders do, too. Uh, like I said, I personally, I can't blame the players, man. I blame the coaching. You know, let's see what happens, man. Fucking, they need to pull their head out of their ass. And I wish, I wish somebody in the office up there would less, listen to this bone line and listen to these calls, man. Or, you know, at least, at least give a week to where the fans can run the show. You know what I'm saying? See what happens. But, you know, let's accept this loss and move on, man. Let's see what 
what could be done. It's not January yet. So, you know, much love to you. Raider Nation, shout out. You know, especially to the Raider Booster Club in Las Vegas, man. Do what you do. Raider Knuckles, I'll see y'all later. That is exactly how I feel, brother. It's exactly what this podcast is about. You've heard it. I said it before. And, uh, well, you can always be proud, man. The Raiders are a proud organization, whether they're in the shits right now. But, man, you got to hold your head up high because, you know what? There's a lot of people standing right next to you, my brother. Trust me on this. Thanks for the call, man. It was good. And go Booster Club Las Vegas, baby! I'm all over Booster Clubs. They rock. And our next caller is O.C. Rada. And he's going to tell us what it is. (laughs) It's pretty funny. Check it out. (laughs) O.C. Raider and Orange County, man. Hey, you know what, man? I'm not saying putting fire in, but goddamn, dude. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, and Russell Carson Palmer fans. That fool sucks. He had a decent game the other day because of the goddamn defense. And you know it's true. Carson Palmer is done. We need, he is, oh, he's the next Rich Gannon. He is not the Rich Gannon because Rich Gannon fucking made plays with his legs. Carson Palmer is a piece of fucking crap. And the Raiders, as long as we have this motherfucker as the guy, the quarterback, we are fucking done. I'm sorry. Whether Greg, whether Randy, get off his goddamn nuts. The rest of you, what's your homeboys in Iowa called in, man? He fucking sucks. Fire may not be the answer, but this motherfucker is damn sure it's not the goddamn answer, man. And that's why we lost the goddamn game. Three and out, three and out. Inside the 20, interception. Goddamn, goddamn. Ah, fuck. Ah. I love your passion, man, but I don't believe it, okay? Because if we had Jerry Rice and Tim Brown on the field, we would have made those first downs. But we don't have any wide receivers. We ain't got nobody that can threaten anybody. So until we get some weapons on the field, Carson Palmer, where are you going to throw it to? The water boy? There's no one to throw the ball to, man. There's nobody to throw the ball to that's open. You want to have them start throwing interceptions, that's fine. But no other quarterback in the NFL, if you put Tom Brady on our team, he ain't going to make those first downs. Trust me, my brother is more than just one guy who's sinking this boat, and the defense is not helping at all. And next, we have Raider Jim from Nashville. And, uh, man, let me just tell you, I love all your calls, man. Every Raider fan out there. Uh, Raider Jim, what you got to say, man? (laughs) Oh, this is great. Hey, Raider Greg. This is Raider Jim in the Nashville area, and that was just a total fuck-off effort today. I've never seen a defensive line get manhandled like that. They didn't even get close to even really knocking him down. I don't know if it's the scheme. You would think they had a scheme for a quarterback who could only really throw the ball 20 yards downfield, and that's for the offensive play calling, like, geez, don't get me started on that shit. I've seen peewee games that are better – made up than that that was just fucking awful excuse my french but you know he's still got to hang with them but it just it is what it is and maybe they can pull their heads out of their ass or somebody slap nap in the mouth 
geez, it's it, it, that was awful today. Had listened to a bunch of donkey fans screaming their shit, but not even the beer made it better. Have a good one, Greg. Thanks for all you guys do. Go Raider Nation. And that would be the quote of the show. Not even the beer made it better. <laughs> Thanks for the call, man. That is awesome. That is awesome. Thanks, man. And next we have Raider Corey, deep in Chiefs country in Kansas. Ooh, brother. That could be a couple games we could win, man. I'm hoping for your sake we get it done. But Joe, what's up, man? Raider Greg, this is Corey from deep in Chiefs country, Kansas. Just had a couple things I wanted to get off my chest. I I listened to the Raiders game on my iPhone last night, as I usually have to do, because most of the time they don't televise the Raiders game here in Kansas. Anyway, I've been a long-time Raiders fan. I'm a first-time caller. I've been a fan since I was a little kid. Uh, I bleed silver and black. And uh, anyway, yesterday, piss-poor performance by our Raiders. You know, it's hard being a Raiders fan here in Kansas. There's a lot of dipshit Chiefs fans running around and catch a lot of flack for it. But you know what? I wear my McFadden jersey every week and, you know, every Sunday, every game day. And uh, I show my support as often as I can. I even got my old lady a uh, Raiders tongue ring. <laughs> anyway, you know, I'm, I'm real disappointed this season. Greg Knapp, that, that son of a bitch needs to get fired. Uh, we got to get him out of there. That zone blocking scheme ain't working. I know everybody's been saying it the last couple of weeks. I've been listening to your podcast every week for well, ever since my girlfriend got me this iPhone. And uh, anyway, you know we, we got to get him out of there. We got to get McFadden some more carries. Carson Palmer, he, I mean, he's doing good. He, he doesn't have the confidence he needs to. I was really looking forward to this season after you know maybe getting him some more uh, experience with some of his receivers. I know we got a couple of them injured and a couple of new ones in there, but. You know what? We've been having a rebuilding season for 10 years now, and uh, something's got to be done. This is just getting ridiculous. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw my two cents in, and hopefully maybe I'd get on the uh, the podcast this week. It's my first time calling, and sorry all you Raiders fans out there. We'll get her done one of these years. All right, Raider Nation. Now, doesn't that just say it all? It says it all for me, man. It was a great take, good phone call. You said it all. I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know what else to say, but thanks for the call, man. You, you, you lined it up, and you hit a home run. Thank you, brother. And next, my very good brother, the Tempest of Tampa, Rada Mike. And he's calling back. <laughs> oh, the Raider Nation is awesome. Let me just tell you that. Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Mike. Tampa, Florida. First of all, I just wanted to apologize for the last podcast. I was a little upset and venting of our loss to uh, Miami. I was pissed off because the fact that just a terrible effort I felt upon the Raiders. But I realize now after watching last week, you know, they got our hopes up of beating Pittsburgh, and then they get blown out against Denver. Um, I just face reality. We're just not that good, or we're just not a good team. I expected more, but basically, in order to really get where we really need to be, probably have to just blow the whole team up. Um, we're just our D line, and I thought our strong point is not getting any pressure at all. Front four, I think Seymour is pretty much done. I mean, he can't even practice, and he's only out there for a limited number of plays. So, looks like he may be out of shape, or I don't know what's wrong with him. As far as football player, I think he's done. 
Um, we just can't generate pressure. Our linebackers are not that good. Uh, Wheeler is good, but the other two, the rookie from San Diego State, he's, he'll be decent. We just need to, he needs some more time. But as far as McLean, uh, he's not the answer. I think we missed on that pick. I mean, I don't think it was a good pick, but he's just, this third year in the league, and he still hasn't got it yet. He's still blowing coverages, and he doesn't. He goes the wrong way. Just doesn't read the offensive scheme that well. You know, probably after uh, whatever happens with his trial, they'll probably release him. I just think we just need to blow it up. I think only a few players you could probably keep on the team as far as the defense. Really, I think probably you can maybe you know, of course, Tyvon Branch and Shaughnessy. I think those are keepers. Of course, uh, the rookie San Diego State Burrs. Yeah, I think that's just what a name. I'm not sure, but and then everybody else is pretty much expendable. I mean, uh, Tommy Kelly, you know, we paid him all that money. He's he showed up for just one year, pretty much. After that, he hasn't really done too much. I haven't heard his name hardly at all this year. Des Bryant, I, I forgot about him. We should need to keep him. But everybody else, I mean, pretty much. I mean, I think we just need to part ways with because they're just not getting the job done. Uh, offensively, I think, you know, of course, I think there's a little bit brighter side, even though our offense looks anemic. Uh, we have better players, I think, on offense. I mean, we've got three decent tight ends. We've got some good running backs. You know, Carson Palmer, and I, you know, give him one more year, see what he can do. Uh, receivers are still young, and they're pretty decent. Um, so on the offensive side, I think we can still work with those guys. But defensively, corners that we have are just like Green Bay practice squad players. I mean, it's just... Terrible. We've got to blow them up. I mean, these guys just, nah, I mean, they're just not getting it done. So I just realized, you know, that we're just not that good, and I'm not going to give my hopes up. I just expect them to just play competitively. I mean, even if they don't win, I just want them to play to the end, at least make the game close. I'm hoping not to see a blowout in Atlanta, but uh, I think we are going to see a blowout. I just can't see them turning around in the next two weeks and, you know, put on a masterful performance to stop. Matt Ryan and those two good receivers they have because we just got shredded by, you know, hell, we got shredded by a rookie, you know, in Miami. So I hope for a competitive game. If not, I'm just going to be, like, glad to see. Hopefully I get a chance to meet you, Raider Greg, as, as I spoke on previous podcasts. Um, hopefully I get a chance to meet some other, you know, I should meet some other uh, Raider fans from all over the country. That's the, only, that's the only part I'm looking forward to, just the camaraderie with Raider fans because we all feel the same pain. I mean, it's just going to take some time to get this turned around, I mean, I guess, uh, with this new system. I thought last year we were almost there, and I think we did if we could have tweaked the defense a little bit, but just we're not there, you know. So, um, you know, hopefully maybe next year we'll – you said our previous podcast we're playing for draft pick, get some good draft picks, get some good players off of free agency. And it's just we're one and three. I mean, of course anything can happen, but I just don't want to get my hopes up. I'm just going to – Hope for competitive games, and if we don't play competitively, then we just have to wait till next year and hopefully get a better product on the team. Anyway, again, Ray Greg, apologize for the rant last time. I know I said some bad things about the coaches and everything, and you know, so, but uh, I don't know if it's the coaches. I at this time, I just have to say it's the players that just they just don't fit the scheme, and we just need to move on. So anyway, uh, Raider Nation for life. Peace. Well, Ritter Mike, I do think it's the coaches. I know we don't have the best players, but uh, we didn't have the best players last year either. But we seem to do pretty well. We didn't have best players the year before that either. But I think the coaching is what's hurting us right now. 
Uh, the talent's not the best. I know they're going to blow up the team. That's what I think, too. They're going to do it anyway. Uh, they have to with the contracts and things that are coming up. I've always thought now Kelly is, wasn't worth half of what they paid him. He hasn't performed at all, in my eyes, one or two plays throughout the last couple of years. And uh, uh, coaching. Uh, coaching is a big problem here. Uh, I'd like to see some competitive game. The only way it's going to happen is if the coaches put these players in a position. Players got to play, and the coaches got to coach. Gee, I wonder I've heard that before. <laughs> Can't wait to see you up in Atlanta, man. We're coming, so we're going to party hard. We'll see the game, whatever. But the Raider Nation, that's what counts, brother. And for all of you who might not know who this is, I do. This is Raider Special Ed. <laughs> I love this guy. Hey, Raider Nation. Raider Greg. Raider Randy. I don't know. All I can say is I got to quote the Waterboy movie, man. Oh, no. We suck again. I don't get it, man. We got beat soundly by the Bronco hose of all our uh, rivals, man. I hate them the most. Uh, but I tell you, I, I, I agree with you. I listened to the last podcast. You know, I'm not writing off Palmer, and I am not even writing off Allen, okay? Everybody talks about a rebuilding season, rebuilding year. You know, man, 2003, I was on the USS Lincoln. Just got done doing a six-month cruise supporting Afghanistan, and we got turned around to start the second Iraqi war. And I'm pissed off because now i got to watch the Super Bowl on my retirement year instead of being on shore with the Raiders going in on this damn boat. And I swear to God, out of 6,000 men and women on that ship, I think I was the only Raider fan. What a depressing day. And I got so much shit. And ever since then, we've been, quote, in a rebuilding year, okay? I'm tired of this changing everything. We need consistency, especially in the leadership. That's half our fucking problem. Quit changing stuff, man. If our premier wide receivers that we picked up who are fast and catch the long bomb and all that ain't cutting it, put the young kids in. Let's give Palmer some people he can work with weekly. In this long ball and fast receiver stuff, I'm sick of it. I want to see some Tim Browns in there, some Freddie B's in there, even some Jerry Rice when we had him. And how about uh, Cliff Branch? Those style receivers, especially in a West Coast offense, you need consistency. And we haven't had it for 10 years. We've been changing coaches. Like most people change their underwear. Sometimes they don't even last a year. This is crazy. You need to sit down and say, hey, it's the GM. Like I said, not last week's call, but the call before. You know what? This is my team. You can either win together or you can suck together. Consistency will breed excellence. And the defense, I don't know. My God. We can stop the run up the middle. But if they go east-west, we're screwed. We can't stop the middle pass, nothing in the flat. We got the long pass down, but they're tearing us up with it. On defense, I don't know what to do with them. Uh, We might have to change some personnel there. But 
I don't know. You know, I don't want to be too negative. I mean, we're only one and three. If you, if we get our shit together and we get some healthy players, use the guys that are healthy, let Palmer get used to them, we might be able to do something. But if we don't, okay, that's fine. Don't change your coaching staff or anything else unless you can bring Gruden back. Gruden took us out of the toilet bowl to the Super Bowl. I know he wasn't the coach the Super Bowl year, but that was his team. Otherwise, keep it the same. And I, ugh, But just don't get embarrassed like we did yesterday. Oh, God, that was so ugh, depressing, man. However, more disciplined team, I'm very impressed with, you know, the penalties. I mean, they're, they're not creating a lot of stupid penalties or anything. That's pretty good. We got stuff to work with. But, ugh, man, I think that's our problem. We need some kind of consistency and stick with it. As far as prior goes, I agree with you. You know, I'm a technical writer. I write aircraft maintenance manuals. I write uh, aircraft simulator manuals. You want an opinion on that? I'll give it to you. We got football people in there right now. Pryor's been on the team for two years. They don't even have him as the, as the backup quarterback. You got to respect their decision. I don't think he's ready to be the starter. I don't know much about his history. I think maybe he had an ego problem in high school and got in trouble. But if they thought he was possible to take over this team, he would at least be the backup. So, hey, if, if we tank this season, I'd say give him a few games. But I would also say give Leonard a few games too. But I will defer to the football people because that's their job. So, you know, Palmer's a good quarterback. He is. He just needs some consistent play calling, some consistent game plan, and, damn it, some consistent personnel that he has to throw to. Defense, eesh, I don't know. I'm kind of worried about them. I'm still depressed. We had the best two cornerbacks in the NFL on our team, and we let them both go. Huge, huge mistake, I think, right now. And, you know, Huff, he's good. But, uh, I don't know if he's cut out to be a cornerback, but until we get somebody else to come in there, I guess he's got to do what he's got to do. But it's not all doom and gloom. Like I said, man, we're only one and three. And a lot of teams have gone to the playoffs with records less than uh, 13 and three. Not that we'll make it, but that's what we got to try for. And, you know, maybe this year won't be it. Now, don't you don't have to win every game. You don't even have to go to the playoffs every year. Just damn, don't get embarrassed, man. And our three losses, we were embarrassed, and we almost got embarrassed on our one win against the Steelers. We pulled that one out at the last minute. So, you know, play hard-nosed Raider football, guys. That's all I ask, man. Anyway, just my opinion. I could be wrong. Raider Special Ed is out. There's nothing that I could add to that call. It was very well done. And it says pretty much <laughs> what I'm thinking. There needs to be some tweaking going on. And uh, I think uh, our offensive coordinator needs to get Das Boot. Like you said, we got to sit and see. I surely hope you don't get embarrassed. We just need to play the game and be competitive to a degree. That's all I need for now. Thank you, Special Ed. That's good. 
And next, my very good brother, man. I love this guy's takes because they're refreshing, to tell you the truth. This is the Surface Radar. What's up, brother? Hey, made a great, great nation. Uh, it's the Surface Radar. It, it's taken several days for me to be able to talk about what happened on Sunday. It's, uh, it's just fucking bad. Um, you can't play football in the NFL without a secondary, uh, really. It's a passing league. You need some people who can stop the pass. Uh, we're not getting enough pressure on the quarterback, and we don't have anybody who can take the ball away. So it's, uh, it's going to be a long season. Um, I think the thing that's just causing me most distress about this is the way the offense isn't clicking. Um, I'm pleased to see that Hayward Bay is back practicing and, and looking like he's going to be okay. That's good news. Um, but they, they've got to sort out this blocking thing and the play calling from, from the offensive coordinator. Um, and that just gets worse and worse. So the only, the only vaguely positive thing you can say about him is that he makes Bresnahan look better um, in the worst coordinator we've ever fucking had category. You know, it's Bresnahan look like fucking Madden. Uh, I, words fail me. Uh, there is there is nothing more we could say. Somebody's going to have to shoot him. Um, the, the nation of gun owners, somebody just fucking shoot him and put us all out of our misery. Anyway, it's a bye week. They can pull themselves together. Um, there's there's a bit of work to be done. The only way I can see us winning games now is to outscore people. Um, so the offense is going to have to start clicking. Um, so there's three quarters of a season to go. Uh, and, and things can turn around. It's a long time in football. A week's a long time in football. We've got two to pull ourselves together. Um, well, that's it. Uh, uh, Heat the faith, guys. It will come right in the end. The surface Raider. Go Raiders, I'm out. Well, it should go right in the end. I hope it doesn't go right in my rear end. <laughs> Again, because it's getting a little sore back in there, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, brother, great call, man. I love it. Check this young man out. JR the Raider, I love his take. Uh, he's got a great approach, and we need to hear this because it's it's uh, there's some wisdom in here. Check it out. Hey, Raider Greg, rest of you on the Raider Nation. This is JR the Raider here in Seattle. Um, let's get down to it. Um, there's nothing really that I or any of us can say that hasn't already been said on this podcast. I mean, we all know the issues that surround this team, injuries, depth, and just, frankly, bad coaching. I mean, it's all the same. Um, it just really fucking sucks because I have such optimism going in this year. And, I mean, not, like, Super Bowl optimism. I, I wasn't unrealistic, but, I mean, I would at least have optimism that we were going to be the Raiders again. You know what I mean? I, I'm just I'm tired of being the, the doormat of the league. I mean, we the Raiders used to mean something. It, we used to actually be the standard of excellence, and now we're just the standard of utility. I mean... It just sucks because, honestly, we all know what these boys are capable of when they bring it every Sunday. They just haven't been doing it, you know. And So, basically, let's use these next, this bye week to get healthy, maybe throw in a few power blocking, power blocking runs here and there. Um, but, basically, we're going up against Atlanta in the ATL, so we need to bring the noise and fucking shut down Matty Ice Ice Baby. How do you like that? We used to be the standard of excellence in the NFL. Man, that one hurts. It hurts good. 
Well, we got to get back. That's all there is to it. I appreciate your call, man. Uh, next, we have Raider Rob from Maryland. I like his take. He's kicked back. He's not emotional. <laughs> but listening to him, I get a little emotional. So check it out. Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Rob from Maryland. Just um, sitting here looking at the internet just after this Broncos game. Everybody's freaking out. Look, man, it's the first year for the owner, first year for the GM, first year for the coach. This team quit last year. Remember the Lions game? Remember the San Diego game in Oakland? That's just what this team is built with. Seymour, Kelly, you know, the list goes on. They're not going to be that good. They weren't really that good before. You just have to deal with it, man. Everybody, I'm pissed off. I don't like it. But give these guys a couple years. That sounds all right. Look at the guys that are playing. Seriously, who the fuck do we have on our team that's worth a shit? That there is more? McFadden's so great. He had one good year. I'm sorry. Palmer's playing all right. The offensive line sucks. Defensive line sucks. Secondary sucks. I mean, what are you going to do? Hopefully they get the shit turned around. But everybody freaking out and going to fucking back crazy is fucking crazy. Trey Nash should be hired, fired, you know? But what are you going to do? You stick with it. You have for... 10-plus fucking years. I remember watching that Tampa Bay Super Bowl where they just got fucking demolished. And it hasn't been any different since. I don't know what anybody expected. The same scumbags who played for us last year or a year older are still playing with us now, not doing shit like they did the year before. You know, I want to see better, but it's going to be a couple years. So, I don't know. Still thinking positive. I like this, Alan. They'll get a turnaround. Now that was a pleasant call um, without a lot of emotion, but it said a lot. (laughs) It said a lot, brother. (laughs) And last but never least, my very good friend. I really respect this guy a lot. He's very smart, and uh, I like this call a lot. It does say really everything that needs to be said. Uh, because we're all going to have to have this attitude. We need to change how we feel. And, uh, well, he's got the right attitude and (laughs) the right approach. This is my friend, Raider Maniac. Hey, Raider Greg, this is Raider Maniac. I just got a few things I want to talk about, and then you won't hear from me again until we see each other in week 13. Okay, it's week four. People are already wanting to fire Dennis Allen, Reggie McKenzie, the coaching staff. The thing we've been bitching about for the last 10 years is all the coaching changes we've had over those years, like seven or eight of them. Well, in my opinion, another coaching change ain't going to make this team any better. You have to have consistency and continuity with the system to make it work. We've been wanting the general manager for the longest time. We haven't had one for 40 years. If you want to call Mike Lombardi and Bruce Allen general managers, well, they weren't general managers. That was just their title. They didn't run shit. Now we got somebody that can come in here 
and build an organization from the ground up and get us back on the winning track. It isn't going to happen overnight. People have to realize that. It took John Gruden three years to get this thing turned around to where we was winning and on top of the AFC West and headed for the Super Bowl. We don't have the players to get it done. We just got to realize that we don't have nobody. I think it's time to start fresh, get some of them guys out of there. I'm not even going to mention names, but I think we need to get a few of them guys out of there and start fresh with our own, you know, with the players that Reggie wants in there and the players that are going to buy into what's going to happen out there. And it will happen. It's just going to happen. It's going to take a little time, but it will happen. It's only week four now. I realize we're not, you know, we're not going to the playoffs or nothing like that, but we are going to win a few more games and heading into the draft next this off season. We can get a few more players. We really need some physical players on our team, especially at corner. We need a physical corner. And we need some defensive ends that can actually get to the quarterback. That's all I'm going to say. Go Raiders. Well, there you have it. Um, We're going to need a lot of players. We're going to need maybe change a couple of the coaching staff. I didn't say ever get rid of Dennis Allen. He's a young coach. He has to learn a lot. But his coaching staff's going to change a little bit, I'm sure, along the way. And our players are going to change a lot, like I said. So that's our season, man. We're going to... Just going to have to look for the positive in everything and growth on the team and the organization and just wait and see. I know it's been a long time. We've been a long time. And we're coming up on the anniversary of Al Davis's passing. Uh, this Monday will be uh, the day he passed. And this organization hasn't been anything but Al Davis until that day. So Al ran this team. And now he's not. So we're in some really strange waters right now. We have never been here. uh, Not that I can remember. So, you know, we're used to the rebuilding and getting a couple players and going for a contention. That's not how it's working this time. It's not going down that way. We're starting from the bottom to the top. We haven't had a GM, like Raider Maniac said, uh, ever. So, um... It's a, it's a new water. It's a new day, and we're we're just taking our lumps because we have to. Because this is a time we have to take them while we build this team. Uh, I'd love to see us win every game. Ain't going to happen. Let's just look for the best and brightest spots on the team, and some victories hopefully along the way uh, that'll you know give us some hope. But I do have hope in the future, and just like Al Davis said, the greatness of the Raiders is in the future and that's what it is and that's where we're at and i am raider greg and i'm out